another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. I am your host, Inez Bai. I am a health and mindset coach. And this is part two of an episode that I decided to chop right in the middle. And it's all about how to deal with your anxieties in getting back into the gym after this time of isolation, after the gyms have been closed for the first time ever in our lives. Like, isn't it? Let's just reflect how wild it is that the gyms were legit closed. Like, even now as I'm recording this podcast episode, I can't believe that was a thing or like it's still a thing we actually don't even know when the gyms are going to be open yet and I just want to honor each and every one of you for being so resourceful for finding ways to exercise even when all of everything that you knew was pulled out from underneath you like for me for example I would normally go to the gym and have my barbells and I was so obsessed with like lifting heavy weights and you know doing lots of strength training And like, it's been such a big journey for me to train at home because that is something I never thought I would do. And also I live in a share house with housemates that also want to use the living space. And like our backyard is not great for exercising because the surface is so uneven. So like (laughs) a broken ankle just waiting to happen. So it's been like a huge lesson of vulnerability for me to exercise in front of my housemates, which probably doesn't sound that weird in like when I'm saying it out loud, but like, think about you exercising in front of your housemates. Like for some reason, I feel like exercising can be quite intimate and it's like showing you struggling or panting. And when your housemate is like cooking dinner and you're like out there, like puffing and puffing away, it just feels really like awkward in a way. However, now I have completely squashed that fear and I feel so liberated by the fact that I now know that like, I'm at a new level of like confidence in working out and in training because I had to work a lot on my gym anxiety and feeling like people were always watching me at the gym. And then it was a whole new level again, doing that at home. So now I just feel like I could literally train wherever I am. I'm not bound by equipment. I'm not bound by who's watching me. Like I even went and worked out at the park, which again was like a new environment where again, I felt like a newbie where I felt like people were watching me. I felt more self-conscious, but I just managed, I just did it anyway. And I think This is a really good lesson in confidence because people are always waiting to feel confident before they do something, before they try something new, but you don't feel confident until you survive that thing and you prove to yourself, oh, okay, I did it. I felt a bit awkward. It was a bit clunky, but now I've done it and now I have that lived experience. And the more that you accumulate those experiences, regardless of how it goes, the more confident you're going to feel the next time you do it because repetition is the only way that we can build confidence and that we can get comfortable and we can start to adapt to each different scenario. So basically what I'm taking away from having had the opportunity to work at home, uh, to work out at home and also work at home, lol, um, is that I can now literally work out wherever I am, that there are so many ways that I can move my body. There is so, so much variety in the ways that I can actually train my muscles. And I've been actually getting pretty sore from my workouts anyway. And I will say I've definitely been training a little bit less and I have noticed in my body that I'm less muscular, that I'm getting sore and fatigued in ways that I wouldn't normally have because I'm not exposed to as much heavy weights and I'm not doing quite as much repetitions and sets. And you know what? I honestly just am living for it. I just don't care. Like I know even a year or two ago, I probably would have been really stressed out by the fact that I was losing all my strength and I'd worked so hard to build it up and all of my muscle and feeling really stressed about it. And like, I need to lift heavy weights, otherwise I'm going to die. And it's the most optimal form of training. But now I'm just like, 
I don't, why, there's nothing that I can do in this situation other than what I'm doing. I'm absolutely doing the best that I can in this moment. I'm still training. I'm doing at least three or four sessions a week. I've started running for my hamstring. Not much. It's like 10 or 15 minutes of runs every twice a week. I'm walking, I'm doing what I can, right? I'm absolutely doing what I can. And if that means that I'm losing a bit of muscle, then so be it. Let me experience my body in a way that I have not for the past couple of years. I've never been in a body that's been, that's had as little muscle as it has at the moment. And I don't even know how much muscle it has anyway. Like this is all subjective talk. I just feel like I'm probably less muscular because I don't have as much strength training equipment and I haven't been lifting as heavy and I'm just so grateful that I am where I am in terms of my acceptance of my body because like I said before even a year ago I wouldn't have been able to just have such an indifferent response to the way I feel about my body and this is just to show to you that like and to kind of give you the explanation that it doesn't matter what you look like, how much you exercise, how much muscle you have. If you don't have beliefs around your body and ways to manage your beliefs and your thoughts and your habits and your patterns around your body, then it will very quickly just go into a negative spiral because it's not about what you look like. It's not about how much you exercise. It's not about how many calories you eat, but it's the beliefs that you have around your body and the beliefs that you have around the way that food and exercise affects your worthiness. And as soon as I let go of this idea that my like my weight and my calories and the amount of exercise that I was doing as soon as I let go of that that was how I could define my worthiness like truly that's when I started to feel so much more confident and it took me so long to let go of this idea that how strong I was or how much muscle I had or defining myself by all of these health and fitness markers which is very easy to do when you are like especially working in the fitness industry as a personal trainer and essentially your body is your billboard although I don't really prescribe to that anymore but I can understand for my fellow health professionals the pressure to look a certain way it can be very easy to cling on to those certain definitions, especially like even when I was powerlifting, which I did for like two or three years, I was like, well, at least I can, you know, I've got all this muscle, but at least I can squat heavy. And it's like, no, like I just have a body and it's great and it functions and I get to do the thing that I want to do. So for all of us right now, it's been a really juicy opportunity to accept your body the way that it is, even when you cannot optimally train, even when you cannot do the things that you would normally love to do because it's out of your hand. And for those of you that have been at the gym and that you're feeling, you know, you have been able to lift heavy, then that's also awesome for you as well. But I know regardless of whether you've had a home gym or you've had to make alterations or you've only had your body weight for the past couple of months, either way, it's going to have been an adjustment and it's going to have been hard regardless of how much you've had to change or how little you've had to change. It's still been hard because our whole lifestyles have been changed. We've been at home more often. And I found for me that there has generally been a heavier air. There has been not really one single session I've been super excited about. And I'm like so grateful for my coach. I do not know how people self-motivate themselves to go to the gym. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to be creating programs for ourselves every single time we work out, which just takes up so much of your brain power when in reality, you can just outsource that and get so much of a better workout because whenever someone writes you a workout, it's going to be so much better anyway. But yeah, anyway, I've kind of lost my train of thought. So let's talk about dealing with our anxieties of getting back into the gym. So I, for one, have, like I said before, I've been really proud of all of my clients and everyone that I've been seeing that have been so resourceful. And I just want you to take that as a lesson and an anecdote for your life, really, that you are so much more resourceful than you think and you can actually do so much more with your body than you realize. But let's look at like why we might feel anxious about going back into the gym and having lost our strength. 
this is coming, anxiety is always coming from trying to control the future, right? So we're not actually at the gym yet. So we feel anxious about something that hasn't happened and a problem that isn't currently, we're not currently facing. This is where I like to employ a little bit of constructive pessimism. So you all know that I'm quite a positive gal. I'm very self-aware. I love to think on the bright side, but I'm also real. And I'm also a fan of sometimes thinking about what is the worst thing that could happen. So you go back to the gym. So you can only squat half the weight that you normally squat. So you get really sore the next day and so sore that you can't go to the gym the next day. So what? What is going to be the worst thing that happens to you? The only person that is going to be able to have any sort of influence in the way that you feel about yourself because you can't lift as heavy or because you're not as fit as you were before is you, which is also good because that means you can take responsibility for that and choose a response that is going to be nurturing for yourself. And you can also choose a response that's going to be neutral. Just a reminder that every single thing that is happening on this planet is neutral. It is merely our response that attaches a meaning to that event. So for example, if I go to the gym and I normally squat 60 kilos, but my God, is it hard to squat 40 kilos? And I can imagine that this is going to happen for me. I can, I have a couple of options here. I can either beat myself up and be like, oh my God, I'm so far behind. I can't believe this has happened. I can't believe isolation made me stay out of the gym for so long. I've lost so much strength. All of my gains are gone. Or I can choose to have a neutral response to that and be like, okay, I squatted 30 kilos next week. I squatted 30 kilos this week. Next week, I'm going to try 35. The week after that, I'm going to try 40. And I'm just going to keep on trying. And some weeks are going to be better than others, but that's fine. And the point is that it's not about that one isolated session anyway. It's about what you're going to do consistently over time, knowing that small, consistent efforts are the best way to get results. And also just reminding yourself that you've always like anytime you've had a break from the gym, whether it has been because you've been sick or you've been on holidays or you just had to have a break for some reason, like maybe you're busy or whatever it is. And you come back the first couple of weeks are always going to be harder. It's always going to be a little bit of extra resistance to getting back into the routine, to lifting heavier weights. And we're all going to be so tired from the gym. Like I'm putting my hand up for that. I already know I'm going to be tired and I already know I'm going to be really sore. So the worst thing that I could do in that situation is beat myself up about it even more and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I lost all of this muscle and this strength and this fitness because that's not going to be very helpful to my recovery. And I'm just going to be adding more stress because obviously exercising, especially in a different way, and especially going back to the gym, that's a stress onto your body. So why would I then add more stress by thinking all of these negative thoughts to myself? That's also going to induce that like stressful response, right? So I'm going to choose to respond neutrally. And then I'm also going to make sure that I'm really nurturing my body as I go back into training at the gym. Because like I said before, you're going to be tired. It's going to be quite sore. Like you're not going to be as strong. And it's just important to accept that, but not attach any meaning to it and not think, oh, well, I'm not strong. So I don't have anything to offer. I'm not worthy or everything that I've done over the past couple of years isn't going to serve me because that's not true at all. Like I said, expect the first couple of weeks are going to be hard. You're going to be extra tired. You're going to probably need some more baths. You're going to need to walk a little bit more because we know the best thing for sore muscles is to get the blood moving. So nice gentle walks is really helpful for that as well. But also know that that's not going to last forever, that phase. And if you're someone that is an experienced lifter, so anywhere between one to plus 
If you've been lifting for over a year before isolation, know that it's only going to take a couple of weeks before you start to get back into the groove of things because you are a human that is, and humans are inherently so adaptable. It's absolutely wild. Like everything that life has ever thrown at you, you've always been able to find a way to make it work. And that is no different to the gym. It always just takes a little bit of time to reintegrate again and to find our groove and it will happen. So the temptation here is to get really excited when we go to the gym and be like, oh yeah, I normally squat 60 kilos. So I'm going to try and build up to a heavy one RM and I'm going to smash myself and use all of the equipment and see how much weight I can lift because you know, you've had time off. So it's natural to be excited, but I do not recommend that at all because all that's going to happen is you're going to get really, really sore and you're not going to be able to move for the next week and you're going to be like really weak and just feeling really fatigued. So what I'm going to be prescribing for all of my clients is be is to be giving them about a 50% load of what they would normally do be doing for the first two weeks and then be giving them a new program. So say, for example, if you normally squat 60 kilos for three sets of six or something, you might start with week one might be 30 kilos for three sets of six and then week two might be 35 kilos for three sets of six and then you can kind of assess where you're at at the end of that time and see if you want to jump up a little bit higher or whatever it is because it's way better to do a little bit less but then be actually able to consistently go back to the gym and also move the next day because I can remember coming back from like a six-week European holiday having not done any exercise at all and just going gung-ho when I got back to the gym because I was young dumb and didn't know any better and also didn't have a coach that would help me um And I would just be extremely sore and just would not be able to move. And I would basically be so sore that I couldn't even get up off the couch. So that is not what you want. And that obviously puts you in really high risk of getting an injury and just not feeling your best self anyway. So nourish yourself. Ask yourself, yes, I'm excited to go to the gym, but what's going to be the most nourishing option for me? And it's always, always better to go lighter. Doing something is better than nothing. And then you get to just have a day of rest in between, suss out how you feel, see if that was hard for you or see if that was easy for you. And then go back again. And it's always better to start a little bit less so that you actually have room to grow and to build upon on the next session. If you're feeling really anxious about going back to the gym and how like how fit you're going to be or how much muscle you have, then this is actually a really juicy opportunity for you to examine your relationship with exercise and ask yourself, why is it that I need to be a certain level of fitness in order to feel worthy? And why is it that I attach so much meaning to my fitness? Because in reality... It's also a juicy opportunity for you to explore your identity outside of health and fitness. Like what are other amazing qualities that you have? And just reminding yourself that you're worthy regardless of how much weight you lift, regardless of how fit you are. And yes, it's going to be a little bit painful and sore the first couple of weeks going back into it, but you have control over that as well. You don't have to smash yourself. You do not have to smash yourself in order for a gym session to be worthy. And like I keep saying, Just start really, really easy and give yourself room to kind of assess how you feel the next day. Don't injure yourself. Don't smash yourself. And then you can always add extra. It's like my dad always says this when I'm adding salt to a meal. He's always like, just sprinkle a little bit because you can always add extra. And it's always it's impossible to take out salt from a meal once you've put it in. The same applies with going back to the gym, especially after a long break like we've had. You can always add more the next session that you go, but start at the absolute bare minimum so that you actually have that room to add on stuff and to actually vibe with how you are feeling. The last little point that I want to add as well is if you are someone that has been training for like you're kind of an experienced lifter, how I was saying before, like I said, the first couple of weeks will be hard, but 
muscle memory is a real thing and you will remember how to squat. You will remember how to deadlift. You may need a couple of tweaks and it may feel a little bit awkward and you may feel a little bit stiff in certain ways if you're anything like me and you've been doing lots of work on the couch crunched over like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Literally so naughty. My physio hates me for doing that, but I don't know. You know, you got to pick your battles in these times. I'm trying, I'm trying to sit up straight. I'm trying to do lots of back exercises to strengthen my posture. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that because you have that experience in your past, it will come back faster than if you were starting from the ground zero, right? Um, you're never like that memory is locked into your brain forever. It will always be there within your muscles. So another affirmation for you is to just say to yourself that I trust my body. I trust once I get back into my normal routine, I will regain my fitness. I will regain muscle. I will regain strength because you will. It's inevitable. And always reminding yourself that your current reality, the strength that you have at the moment is not going to be it for the rest of your life. Like your current reality does not determine your future either. So the best is yet to come, which is really important to recognize. And you don't need to come out of isolation and suddenly start some hectic exercise program. It's enough to just go back in, set some really realistic goals, ask yourself, how often can I actually commit to going to the gym? If you're starting with once a week, then that is perfect. Start with less, make it small so that it's achievable, tick it off and then use that fuel of accomplishment to get to the next step. Add in an extra session, maybe add in 10 extra minutes more on your walk. Start really small and just always ask yourself, what's the smallest amount that I can do to yield the biggest result? It's not about making huge drastic changes and putting lots of pressure on yourself to be achieving a huge goal. It's just about creating a lifestyle that suits your needs and that is reflecting your best self and that is also being really nourishing and helping you to feel vital, energized, light and inspired. And if that means you just go to the gym once a week or once a fortnight to start off, then that is so fine as well. And you're giving yourself room to grow and you're always like you have that original intention to get to the gym to start being healthy and you know that if you come from a place of acceptance you're actually going to get there rather than just smashing yourself at the gym because that very quickly leads into an unsatisfying spiral of I need to exercise more and I need to burn more calories and I need to lose more weight you just it will never feel good enough unless you do the work on yourself within your mindset to affirm to yourself I'm already good enough as I am let's see how I can add a little bit more of exercise and let's see what I can do and having that really curious attitude of just being seeing what you can do and seeing how little exercise you can do and seeing how you can add it in as part of your routine so that it lights you up not so that it's burning you out into the ground and this is why doing the mindset work is so paramount to any area of your life whether it be exercise money relationships nutrition because at the end of the day it all boils down to what you what your beliefs are. So the things that you assume to be true. And when you take control of those things and you question, is this true? Is this benefiting me? And you turn them into things that are benefiting you, then you can take action from a place that's either coming from like a scarcity fear mindset of one that's like, oh my God, if I don't exercise, I'm never going to get fit or I'm going to gain weight. And if I don't do it now and I don't smash myself now, then it's not good enough. Versus like an abundance love mindset, which is like, wow, I have the opportunity to get back into the gym and to create a whole new routine and to really move my body from a place of respect. So let's see how I can use this as an opportunity to design a routine that's actually nourishing, but also allows my body for rest and for play and for all the other amazing things that it's capable of. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be amazing if you could leave a rating and review on the iTunes app. It really helps me to touch more or to touch, to find more um, people that really need the Peaceful Body podcast message. And it helps me to keep creating amazing content for you. 
If you have any suggestions for topics that you would like me to talk about, please slide into my DMs. I'm um, at Inez Bai on Instagram. And that's it for today. Thank you.